Hi, everyone. Welcome to In the Midst podcast with Brooke Lee. This is a place for you to come into the midst of God right in the midst of your day. Well, before we get started today, I want to invite you to spend some time in prayer with God. Maybe there's a specific reason that you clicked on this episode, or maybe there's some baggage that is weighing heavy on you today. I want you to spend some time talking that out with God now. First Corinthians is a letter written by Paul to the Corinthian church. Paul established the church in Corinth on his second missionary journey, and then he spent a whole year and a half pouring into and discipling the new believers in that church. You could say that Paul had both a spiritual and a personal attachment to the people he was writing to in First and Second Corinthians. Well, we read that Paul gets word from a fellow sister in Christ named Chloe that there were some divisions brewing within this Corinthian church, this church that Paul cared deeply about. Well, it turns out that people had been fighting over non-essential issues and which leader was best to follow. And these disagreements surrounding people's preferences were causing a major split to happen in the Corinthian church. And so Paul, in this letter to the Corinthian believers, addresses that split and division head on. He says this in 1 Corinthians verses 10 to 13. I appeal to you, dear brothers and sisters, by the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ, to live in harmony with each other. Let there be no divisions in the church, rather be of one mind, united in thought and purpose. For some members of Chloe's household have told me about your quarrels, my dear brothers and sisters. Some of you are saying, I am a follower of Paul. Others are saying, I follow Apollos, or I follow Peter, or I follow only Christ. Has Christ been divided into factions? Was I, Paul, crucified for you? Were any of you baptized in the name of Paul? Of course not. Here in this passage, Paul gives these clear and simple exhortations to these new believers. Be of one mind, he says. Live in harmony with each other, he says. Be united in thought and purpose and let there be no division in the church. Let there be no division in the church. You know, the Greek word for division is schismata, which is where we get our word schism from. And the definition for that Greek word schismata means to tear. So here, Paul is pleading with these Corinthian believers to not let their preferences tear the church apart, especially when it came to issues that simply weren't essential to the faith, meaning if they didn't have to do with salvation through Jesus Christ, 
then it wasn't essential, or at least not reason enough to tear the church apart. Have you ever been a part of division within the church? Have you ever felt the pains of maybe your church body tearing apart? Maybe friends of yours have left the church for a particular reason, or maybe you were a part of the group who left or tore away from another group. I want you to spend some time now reflecting about any division within the church that you have experienced. Talk that out with God now. husband and I have worked and served at various local churches for the past 15 years. In fact, we met and started dating while serving at a local church. We love the local church, and we've never been more burdened for the local church. It's been said, and studies have been done, that show a majority of churches are simply rotating Christians around. Did you know this? In other words, our churches aren't really growing with new believers, but rather growing with dissatisfied Christians from the church down the street. Left and right, people are leaving one church and going to another, and as studies and experience show, most of these transitions are led by unmet preferences. They aren't often identified that way, though. Typically, the reasons people give for leaving one church for another are explained away with spiritual connotations that make it really difficult to argue against. People say things like, God is calling us elsewhere. There's not enough Bible being preached at this church. I don't sense the movement of the Holy Spirit. My church just isn't feeding me. But if we peel back the cover on why exactly a person or a family decides to leave a church, most often it has to do with preferences not being met. A non-essential or non-salvation-bearing issue is at the core of church bodies being torn apart. You know, despite cultural norms, church is not and was not supposed to be about the inspiration of a sermon, or the vocal range of a worship leader, or the quality of coffee, or ease of parking, or how much Bible is or isn't used, the social justice issues being addressed or not addressed, the stances on various hot-button issues, whether a church chooses to be open or not, or the letters after a pastor's name. Now, there's nothing morally wrong with any of these aspects of church, but they were never meant to be the reasoning behind whether or not we go to one particular church over another. Jesus did not spark the church into existence so that people's preferences could be met. Jesus sparked the church into existence so that people could assemble together for a common purpose, and the common purpose was, still is, and always will be Jesus. We are meant to assemble around the common purpose and belief of the resurrected Jesus and the salvation he offers through faith. That's it. 
Not Republican or Democratic affiliations, not egalitarian or complementarian stances, not story-like or exegetical preaching, not hymns or Hillsong-style worship, not pews or warehouse spaces. These are all preferences, and they were never meant to be the grounds for which we gather as a church body or tear away from a church body. And so I want to ask you, what about you? Have you ever switched churches over one of these preferences? As always, this is never a place of shame. Jesus does not condemn us, and so therefore this is not a place of condemnation. But what Jesus does do is he reveals and he convicts in kindness and gentleness. And so maybe he's doing that now. What is he revealing to you now as it relates to these preferences? Have you ever thought about these things like maybe preaching style or evangelism plan or the use of scripture as preferences? Have you ever considered leaving your church over a preference that maybe is going unmet? Let God search your heart and speak to you now as you reflect on this. When God dreamt up the local church and decided on it as his game plan to reach the lost, dissensions and differences were to be expected. God knew his churches would be filled with people who preferred different things. But his solution to those differences was not for people to be siloed off into tribes of likeness. Instead, differing preferences were meant to be the rubbing points of tension God would use to do some of his most profound, deep, transformative work in his people. Have you ever thought that maybe your dissatisfaction or boredom or disappointment in your local church might not be something to fix, but rather the thing God is using to shape you more like him? Maybe our boredom is the catalyst for contentment or dissatisfaction is the gateway to gratitude. But when we uproot and move churches because our preferences aren't being met, I fear all we really end up doing is bypassing our own formation into the likeness of Christ. In other words, maybe a more dynamic preacher, albeit more entertaining, isn't actually the main way Christ is formed in us. If you read in Acts about the early Christian church, you'll notice that nowhere in there does Luke talk about the importance of finding a church that meets your preferences. People were never encouraged back then to shop around until they found the church that they liked best or to leave their church because they didn't like how something was done. In really simple terms, church was not about them. 
Instead, the early church was all about assembling with people around them and moving toward Jesus together, including that neighbor that annoyed them and the woman who kept sleeping around and the pastor who maybe wasn't as educated as the next village's pastor. Church, in its original and intended form, was about Jesus. As you reflect honestly about your posture and outlook toward church, ask yourself, have you made church more about you and your preferences than about Jesus? Again, don't reflect on this from a place of shame, but rather honesty and humility. When you think of church, does your mind tend to focus on all that you are or aren't getting out of church? Spend some time processing this out with God now. I truly don't believe our preferences are problems to be solved by moving to the church down the street. I truly believe our preferences are tensions to be managed within the church we're already at. I believe our preferences are meant to be the things we humbly hold open-handed before the Lord. We're willing to grow in them and learn and change and maybe even be wrong about. I believe our preferences are the things we're meant to pray over and pray through carefully and intentionally. I believe our preferences are the things we're meant to wrestle out with God and with others in healthy, God-honoring dialogue and conflict resolution. I believe our preferences, especially when they go unmet, are one of the primary ways that God shapes us more like Him. Is there a certain preference you have in church that is weighing heavy on you today? Maybe something you disagree with or think could be done better or maybe differently. Maybe a preferred style of worship or a teaching format or an action plan. God isn't asking us or expecting us to stuff our preferences or to deny them or ignore them. He cares about them. He longs to hear about them. And so I want to invite you to spend some time identifying those preferences within you and talking them out with God. Is there anything you sense God speaking to you as it relates to these preferences that you've identified? 
any steps maybe that he is leading you to take, any sort of surrender that needs to happen or conversation he is leading you to have with someone. Ask the Holy Spirit now if there's anything he wants you to say or do in relation to these preferences. preferences matter. They really do. They have a role to play and God uses them, but they are never meant to be the reasoning behind why a church body is torn apart and separated. And so my plea for all of us is an echo of Paul's words to his dear friends in the Corinthian church. It's this, stay, stay at your local church. Don't tear away from it. Commit to leaning in, stay through the differences and the dry and winter seasons, the frustrations and the dissensions, stay through the disagreements and the things that you think should be done better. Stay through the boredom and the uninspiring Sundays, stay through the imperfect leadership moves and the action plans that you think maybe are lacking. Stay when the congregation dwindles and when it swells. Stay when the church down the street launches a new flashy program. Humbly and cheerfully and faithfully stay at your local church. Unless and only unless God physically moves you away from your church or your church stops believing in the resurrected Jesus and the salvation he alone offers to us through faith. Stay. Or in Paul's words, let there be no divisions in the church. Rather, be of one mind, united in thought and purpose. Thanks so much for listening to In The Midst podcast. If you'd like more information about me and the ministry I run, you can check me out online at brookplee.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-E-P-L-E-E.com. Or you can catch up with me on Instagram at username brookplee. The music provided in each episode was created by Allie Allen, and you can check her out on Instagram as well at username A-L-Y dot A-L-L-E-N. And lastly, if this podcast spoke to you in any way, please leave a review or rate it. I would be so grateful. This is not about the numbers. It's just about helping this podcast become more searchable and findable for those people who are really in need of it. Thanks for tuning in today. I'll catch up with you on our next episode.